Last week on Let's Talk Supply Chain was the very first episode of 2022, and we kicked things off with our Woman in Supply Chain series. I spoke to Joanna McDonald, and we talked all about her fascinating career journey and how she came to found Piper and Sky, her ethical accessory brand. We talked about sustainability and transparency in supply chain. She told us about the incredible nonprofit she set up during 2020 lockdown, and she shared her words of advice for women and leaders in the industry. It was a great episode, and I really hope you enjoyed it. But if you missed it, don't worry. You can catch up over on letstalksupplychain.com forward slash podcast on our YouTube channel or anywhere else that you subscribe to the show. It was episode 239. Let's Talk Supply Chain is not your average supply chain podcast. We feature not just the top of the industry, but also diverse voices from within the community, new innovations, and the disruptors making waves in the industry. Don't listen to the same old, same old. Be sparked by new ideas and fresh perspectives only on Let's Talk Supply Chain. This episode was produced in collaboration with Border Buddy, the most innovative online customs platform out there. And here is what Graham, the founder of Border Buddy, has to say. More and more companies are looking to expand their reach into global markets, but most don't know where to start or don't have the time to figure it out. Border Buddy sees the struggle and has found a way for you to integrate customs into your e-commerce site, allowing you peace of mind when selling to customers in other countries. Your customers will know exactly how much the costs are to import their order from you to their door in real time. And just imagine what that will do for your business and your sales. Visit us and sign up for 10% off your first clearance at borderbuddy.com slash let's talk supply chain. Hello and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. We are the second week into 2022 and by now I think you would have heard about some of the new live shows that we've got coming up on the Let's Talk Supply Chain LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. And you're not going to want to miss it. We've got some really dynamic hosts who are going to be coming at you with some powerful conversations about the industry, supply chain, technology, logistics, first mile, and so, so much more. You're going to be hearing from incredible guests, and we've accumulated the feedback that you gave us in the survey. So today, I'm joined by a business who were the first to develop a now patented positional data management technology, and they were also the first to deliver a digital ledger database designed for collaborative, secure, and compliant multi-party enterprise applications, both disruptive offerings in the market. Can you guess who it is? Well, I'll reveal all after I talk about the poll of the week and what's going to happen for 2022. So every single Wednesday morning, we are going to come to you with a poll of the week sponsored by Emerge. And we're going to be asking you all sorts of questions about leadership and supply chain, sustainability, and so, so much more. We're also going to be doing one poll a month about feedback because we want to hear from you. This platform, Let's Talk Supply Chain, would not be where it is today without the community. And we definitely want to hear your thoughts. So follow us across social media, get ready to give us your feedback, get ready to participate in polls, engage, network with each other. And we can't wait to see what all of that information brings us in 2022. 
So now back to today's podcast and which super exciting, innovative company is joining me today? Well, it's Boardwalk Tech. Boardwalk Tech is a developer of transformational enterprise information management technology solutions. They enable better visibility, collaboration, alignment, and compliance capabilities for your extended value chain so you can make more insightful and actionable decisions faster. Today, Andrew Duncan, President and CEO at Boardwalk Tech, joins me to talk all about the company. What they do, using digital to transform supply chain, combining legacy systems with new technologies, and the power of innovation. But before we dive in, let's find out a little bit more about Andrew. Andy is president and CEO at Boardwalk Tech, which provides a patented digital ledger blockchain service for the extended enterprise, which our customers can use to run mission-critical applications, managing the digital exchange of information internally and with customers' channels and suppliers. He is also a board member of Blackbird Labs, Inc. Previously, Andrew was a founding CEO of four Silicon Valley technology companies with a focus on enterprise software as well as a board member of Locomatics, Inc., which was sold to Twitter. So welcome to the show, Andy. Hey, Sarah. Great to be here. Thanks for uh, talking about supply chain. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you here. I mean, as I was doing my research for the show, I found so much that I wanted to talk to you about. Boardwalk (laughs) Tech is doing a lot of great work, and I'm not sure if one episode will actually be enough. So I think, you know, we should really just dive in and start talking about it. So, but before we talk about Boardwalk Tech, I just wanted to talk about you and your journey. You have been a founding CEO of four Silicon Valley tech companies, and that is pretty impressive. So tell us a little bit about that journey and how it all led you to Boardwalk Tech. Well, you know, living in Silicon Valley my whole life, you kind of catch the bug with regard to technology and building companies. And it's really really quite an interesting journey to be able to kind of start something from scratch, as we call you know, three guys and a dog or, you know, and, and, and that's, that's really kind of how it happens. And, you know, you, you go out to try and solve a problem, uh, you know, looking at a, a market issue and, um, hopefully, you know, you're successful out of the four companies, Boardwalk is the fifth company now that I've started out of the four companies. I had three that had, you know, that were great, made it, uh, one that didn't make it, which you'll learn so much from the one that didn't make it versus the, the ones that did. Sure. Uh, but I'm just, I'm thrilled to be um, having, you know, been working at, at Boardwalk now for quite some time and and leading the charge here of, of Boardwalk's mission. Amazing, amazing. So give us an overview. Um, what does Boardwalk Tech do and how do you help your customers? Well, we've got some patented technology that we've built that's around this thing called a digital ledger, which is a different way to manage data. And a lot of the focus that we've had kind of in the early days of the company has been in and around the supply chain. So if you were to walk into any large company today and look at all the money that they've spent on Oracle and SAP and Salesforce.com and ServiceNow, all of the big, the big iron products, if you will, Uh, The bottom line, Sarah, is that most of these companies are still using Microsoft Excel to run their business. Yes. It is just astounding when we walk in and sit down and say, okay, you've got all this data and all these transactional systems of record, but you sit in a a room with a VP with 
10 of his or her direct reports, and they're not looking at the systems of record. Up on the screen, uh, or in Zoom world now, um, they're looking at a spreadsheet. And, and they're making multi-million dollar decisions, you know, every hour off of the data that's sitting in the spreadsheet. And so Boardwalk's mission was, <clears throat> how do we solve that problem? How do we create the ability for uh, kind of the information worker to continue to use and collaborate in Excel, but yet turn it into an enterprise application? And that's been um, and, and that focus of Boardwalk has been our main focus, but of course, it's led us to other things within the enterprise, including helping companies manage data on an overall basis. So that's really interesting because I always talk about meeting the client where they are. Right. And a lot of people are talking about moving away from spreadsheets <laughs> and getting it more digital and, and spreadsheets are bad. And yet most people are using them, but not saying that they're using them <laughs> because they they don't want to be judged for using them. I mean, there's a whole sort of like mindset around Excel spreadsheet, which is really kind of crazy. So you guys are really meeting them where they are and taking what they're doing in a spreadsheet and just, you know, being able to extract that data. Oh, it is. I mean, look, you know, it, it is a bit of the dirty little secret in the enterprise is that, <laughs> you know, a company will go out and spend, you know, $100 million on a new SAP implementation. But yet you walk back in and, and two years later, the employees are pulling data from different systems of record, including that big $100 million SAP implementation, and they're putting the data into spreadsheets in order to make a decision. It is just astounding. And yet, you know, CIOs around the world are saying, hey, we got to get rid of spreadsheets. But I got to tell you that there's really been a move over the past few years to say, um, you know, we're, we're accepting the fact that our employees need a tool to be able to align and aggregate data and make decisions. And it isn't necessarily in these big transactional systems of record. Right. We talk about unstructured data today. And I know that's probably one of your other uh, questions. But the net is that unstructured data accounts for 80 to 85 percent of the information flow to an information worker today. So it's not the structured data that's sitting in these big systems of record. It's this massive flow of data coming at the information worker. And frankly, they don't have any other way to manage that data. Like, what's the repository for you to take data from all these different systems and put it someplace so that you can align it and try and make sense? Guess what? Yeah. It's Microsoft Excel. That's, yeah, and that's the app. And those are huge numbers. So let's talk about that digital ledger technology. Is this the missing gap that sort of everybody has been looking for? Because you say that it's going to transform supply chain. So tell us about that and why it's such a game changer. Yeah. So, you know, the if you look at the, the traditional way that people have been managing data, it's in a traditional relational database, SQL, NoSQL, being able to kind of move data in. But when you do that, you have to actually transform the data into a a particular format to then try and make sense of it. In a, in a digital ledger environment and the technology that Boardwalk has developed, we can actually absorb the data in its natural state, whether that's an Excel spreadsheet or a document or whatever, 
And in a single schema environment loaded into the digital ledger, which is basically a different storage mechanism or a different database. And the key around a digital ledger is that when the data comes in, it never overwrites any of the existing data which is kind of a lots of times these traditional relational databases will overwrite data. When data comes into a digital ledger database that we've developed at Boardwalk, it actually is an insert into the data and the transactions are chained together with not only a transaction stamp, but also a timestamp. And that, Sarah, is the key, is that in the Boardwalk system, we know time and how that time relates to other components within the digital ledger with regard to time. And then when you kind of relay that back to the supply chain and you say, why is that important? Well, if you had information that was flowing that sometimes is two or three hours ahead of where you would have received that data normally, you can then make a decision about, oh, I need to increase production, I need to cancel that order, I need to increase that order, because it's all about, you know, product readiness, having the right product at the right place at the right time, and sometimes hours matter. And so yeah. having a, a data environment, a digital ledger, that has a time element to it, is a critical component, we believe, of, of anyone's go-forward supply chain strategy. Absolutely. And you touched on a point that I spoke about on December 14th, 2021, about Amazon's logistics and how they have control over every single node and data point within their supply chain that makes them so successful. Amazing. I, I ordered a product just two days ago, thought it was going to be here in four days in time for you know the holidays. And darn if it didn't show up the next day on the doorstep, right? So right. they exceeded my expectations. You know how they did that? With systems that understood time. Yeah, Absolutely. It's fascinating. It's so fascinating. So we talk a lot on the show about digitization, you know, mm -hmm. implementation of new software and so on. But what's fascinating is that you say it's your existing legacy data models that capture the intellectual property of your company and create a system of differentiation that sets your company apart and only Boardwalk uses these without replatforming. So what exactly do you mean by that? And I think it's interesting that you use the words intellectual property. Because when we think about supply chain, those two words aren't exactly words that we think about or talk about when we're thinking about supply chain. But if we think about the data and we think about all the data that supply chains actually collect, you're right. It's a company's IP. So how are you taking all that value from legacy systems and utilizing it without too much fundamental business change? Yeah, so uh, that's a that's the $64,000 question, right? <laughs> this is what companies have been struggling with for so long, Sarah, which is how do I get data into a system that then I can understand? And in yeah. order to do that, you have to transform the data. And in, in transforming the data costs a lot of money and it takes a lot of time to maintain it once you've transformed it in. So let me give you an example. Let's say that you're a product manager and, and you've got an influencer out there that your marketing department has paid to influence a product. And let's say it's pink sweaters. And all of a sudden, the influencer hits, hits a home run. And now you've got this massive order that's or massive orders that are coming in that's kind of blowing up your entire 
uh, inventory management system because you don't have enough pink sweaters to be able to manage it. Well, if you knew how that influencer's results were, because you were able to capture that data off of whatever social media uh, was being used for that and actually fed that into your systems hours or days early to know that you're going to see a spike in orders, you could actually reset your supply chain for that particular product, sell more pink sweaters and, um, and, and be a hero. And that is a perfect example of unstructured data that today is not being used. And so the Boardwalk Digital Ledger um, system, especially for supply chain, really looks at all forms of data, uh, whether they're documents, whether they're you know HTML coming in the form of a tweet, whether it's Excel spreadsheets. And we work with companies to help them get that into a digital environment where they don't have to spend the money to transform the data. But once it's in the digital ledger platform, they can actually understand what's going on, get alerts, you know, run all kinds of algorithms to do what if scenarios, predictive analytics to say this is what's going on. But it's all about how do you get that data into an environment without having to spend all the money to do data transformation. And that's what the Boardwalk Digital Ledger is all about. Well, and meeting people where they are and how they are conducting, you know, business on a day-to-day basis. And like we said, that could be Excel. And you're not asking them to completely change everything that they're doing. You're just saying, let's take what you're doing right now and then let's make it easier for you to use. Exactly. Right. So, so Sarah, the, these companies have spent, these companies will have literally hundreds, sometimes thousands of these Excel applications that they've built. And they've been right. built by kind of what we call a citizen developer, which is a person that's running a business unit or whatever. And the only way for them to collaborate and collect data from different places in the organization to make a decision is they put it into Excel. The next thing that they do is then they start writing formulas to say, well, what if this happens? And then the next thing that they do is they start emailing these spreadsheets around. And as we all know, the minute you get past three or four people working on a spreadsheet, you're like, what version am I on? Who made the last change? What's (laughs) happening here? Right. And the people spend all their time chasing this data. So what the Boardwalk Digital Ledger does is we'll take that spreadsheet, we'll put it into our digital ledger, and we create a single version of the truth. So that as you're working in your spreadsheet and you're making changes, native Excel, no change, instead of emailing the spreadsheet, you simply hit submit refresh. And it takes the data from your local spreadsheet and it delivers it into the digital ledger server. Huh. And 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 it's and it's it's chained into the server so that we can see every change that's ever happened at the cell level, including formulas, you know, uh, everything. And then when you know Sue Smith comes in and says, "I want to see what's going on," she opens up her spreadsheet, refreshes, and sees the changes that that Sarah just made. And therefore, you now are collaborating. You've got a single version of the truth. You were able to move this Excel spreadsheet into an enterprise application in the cloud, but still able to use native Excel and all of the tools and beauty of Excel. 
right? So let me give you a, a customer example because I'm sure people on your on your podcast love examples. So yes. we have a client that's in New York that's the world's largest cosmetics manufacturer, okay? And they've got tens of thousands of products and they sell into 150 countries around the world. And all of their packaging information is was sitting in these big kind of what I call messy fruit salad spreadsheets all over the company. So the minute that a formula would change on, let's call it a lipstick, okay, and they would then have to go and look at the product data sheet and look at the packaging and say, do we have to change any of the packaging for Germany or for the UK or, or wherever they're selling this product because of our formula change or our new right. or something that's changed with the, with the product? Well, all of a sudden they have to do that. And so all of this data was being managed in these big hairy spreadsheets and no one knew who was on first, right? And so what was happening was that it was delaying them getting product to market because mm -hmm. of this packaging issue and who's authorizing the change in the packaging, what do we need to do? So we automated the system for them across hundreds of users that included marketing, their legal department, their, 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 their product department. And once we did that single version of the truth, everyone can see what changes are being made. We actually increased their um, ability to get product to market uh, which then increases revenue, increases their profits, and makes them a much better company. And by the way, that work that was done in the spreadsheets can't be done in any other system of record, right? This is a unique thing that's being done by anyone that's selling product of managing the packaging details. And so what do they do? But they choose Excel to manage the process because they don't have anything else. Right. So we've taken that and we've made it much better. So let me focus on that word collaboration. Everybody who knows me knows that I love that word. I even have a sign behind me that says collaboration is the future of business. And so that example that you shared with us from an influencer standpoint. So to me, that ties in marketing, that ties in customer experience, that ties in sales, that ties in supply chain, you know, pretty much from end to end. And traditionally, those departments really haven't worked together. It's something that I've been talking about for quite some time to be like, everybody needs to collaborate. You need to know what marketing's doing so that you, you need to know what kind of inventory you need. And so that example that you gave us really shines a light onto what it actually means when everybody comes together. Can you give us a glimpse into, into that collaboration from a marketing sales supply chain standpoint with your technology? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the key things that we've always thought about at Boardwalk and that we, we hold out as a mantra, just like your sign, is that collaboration really is the key to all of this. You know, think about the fact that before Boardwalk, people were just emailing these spreadsheets around. Then they pick up the phone or they send a text and say, did you get my email? I need to make a decision in an hour. You've got to tell me what's your piece of this. You know, it's like it's chaos. OK, and then imagine if you have 50 or 100 people involved and you've got six different departments involved and everybody's got their jam. Right. And globally, so, too, right. Oh, globally. Yeah. Right. And it's like, oh, I'm waiting for this. Well, again, when you when you automate that collaboration and you move the data into a single version of the truth, 
with, by the way, history so that you can run, but you can't hide. If you made a change to, let's say, a value and sell M21 from, I'm going to need 800 units to 1,800 units, and you Sarah puts that in and hits submit. It's now in the digital ledger and everyone can see it. So, you know, you can always change it back, but everybody's going to see that you kind of moved it around. The bottom line is this is about getting to decisions. And in order to get to a decision, you got to collaborate. And in order to collaborate, you got to be able to share data and agree. In the Boardwalk Digital Ledger system, we really help people kind of move to that decision point faster because they've got the data. And that's the key here. Do you have the data to make a decision, right? I talked about the VP sitting in the room with 10 people. It's fascinating when you go in there, it's a two hour meeting, they're going to make a decision about something and they literally spend an hour and a half arguing or discussing whose data is right. Okay. It's because there's data all over the enterprise, right? I've got inventory data in 16 different systems. Okay. So someone says, well, I got data out of this inventory system and someone else says, well, I got it out of that inventory system. Which one's right? And in that, that, which one's right is really important. So they end up arguing about this, right? And right. and finally to come to a decision about what do we do? And most of the time they'll split it down the middle and it isn't really the right decision. Yeah. So the boardwalk system actually can integrate into the transactional systems of record to help you move that data into the spreadsheet so that not only do you have the 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 structured data that you can marry that with the unstructured data and be able to collaborate to make faster decisions. Amazing. I mean, I'm so glad that you shared that with us, right? You know, for those people that are in the audience that might be participating in these meetings and going, wait a second, we're spending an hour and a half arguing when we could be, you know, really putting our time to better use and making decisions based on what we think is the right data. I mean, it may or may not be. And that is just a nightmare waiting to happen. It's a nightmare waiting to happen. I'm sure that people are going to be listening to this podcast and I hope they don't wreck their car on wherever they're going as they're listening to their podcast here because they're going to go, that just happened to me last week. We sat in a room and argued about where the data came from and if it was right or not. Yeah. You know, there, there are ways to solve these problems. Crazy, crazy. Well, we've been talking about how you have a great approach to meeting customers where they are. And like we talked about, you also firmly have an eye on the future. You're using low-code programming, which is something that I only heard of for the first time last year. And you have some incredible things on your website as I was doing some research as well. But why is it important to continue to innovate aggressively and which innovations really are going to lead us into the future? What do you think? Yeah, well, listen, I think that everything needs to move to digital. It certainly has um, and continues to move. And we really believe that these spreadsheets in an enterprise is kind of the last mile of digital transformation and that it needs to be done. Now, once you kind of agree upon that and say, okay, we're either going to move that process to one of our enterprise systems or we're going to build a a web app for that uh, in the cloud or we're going to use kind of a low-code application platform, Um, the low-code application platforms are very exciting. It really is the future, and here's why. Developers around the world are in short supply. Writing an application from the ground up where you've got to take the data model and figure out everything and then put a, a browser UI on the front of it can take months, if not longer. 
And so if you don't have engineers to write the code, um, you know, where, how do you get this done? And these low-code application platforms actually allow kind of what we call a citizen developer to come in, people like you and me, Sarah, that can literally come in and can utilizing low code means that you're not writing any code, but you're basically configuring a system with preset code that's already sitting on the low code platform. And so kind of it's an easy way for you to own your data, be in charge of your data as an individual contributor or as an information worker, and then create these collaborative environments utilizing a low-code application platform um, as the center to help you automate and digitize um, all of this stuff. And so when, when Boardwalk delivers a solution or a citizen developer delivers a solution, it's literally can be done in minutes, hours, days, depending upon the complexity of it, um, yeah. as opposed to the old way of going to write an application. So we want we want the people that are doing the work to own their world, right? It's their data. It's their world. It's And you need to be able to control it so that you can improve your results. Yeah, I love your passion. And thank you for explaining that to, to us and really talking about how low code is the future of innovation. But let me ask you, if I'm sitting in the audience and I'm listening to this podcast and I'm and I'm, you know, agreeing with you, I, I find myself nodding my head. <laughs> what does an ideal client look like for you? Why who am I? What do I look like if I'm gonna pick up the phone and call you? So we, you know, we historically have been an enterprise software company where we go into a large enterprise, we sit down with the business owner and say, what's your biggest problem? And they'll literally, uh, and we'll say, show us. And they literally will pull up a Microsoft Excel spreadsheet and project it in the room. And they'll say, I have this planning application, or I have this decision tool, or, you know, I have this, this that I'm, I'm trying to figure out. And um, I'm sharing it with 50 people, whether that's inside the organization or outside the organization. Can you help me turn this into a digital application? And so the, to answer your question, we work from the largest of the largest companies, right? There's a company in Cupertino that makes phones. They're one of our customers, the largest, one of the largest companies in the world, all the way down to, you know, a, a 50 person company, you know, somewhere in the Midwest. But kind of our sweet spot is in that mid to upper range where, you know, you've got a thousand to a hundred thousand employees and you're using spreadsheets a lot to share data, to collaborate, and you're really looking for a way to turn those into a digital environment, or you're looking for a way to help your employees control all of this unstructured data that's coming at them. And that's kind of our next big mission on unstructured data and continuing to focus on that. Great. Well, that, you know, gives us a good idea of when we should be picking up the phone to call you because honestly, I've been nodding my head this whole time and I'm pretty sure everybody in the audience has too. And let me tell you, I've really enjoyed your examples. And so I hope you have one more for us because I'd love to hear another case study around, you know, what was the challenge that one particular customer had come to you with? And then what did you do for them? And what was the result? Like if you have any percentages or numbers on the impact or the ROI for that client? 
Oh, so Sarah, I could go on. If we want to spend the next two hours talking about um, <laughs> examples uh, and ROI, I can do that. But I'll give you a great one. So we have a semiconductor company that's very well known in the U.S. Um, and of course, semiconductors are under a lot of uh, pressure right now. Uh, go try and buy a car, right? Right. Um, and so um, this particular company has been a customer for a long time. We've got multiple applications that are mission critical that are run on the Boardwalk Digital Ledger. This particular one that we built for them about a year ago has to do with RFP and RFQs. So they're getting in somewhere between 25 and 30 RFP, RFQs a day. And when an RFP, RFQ comes in for a semiconductor company, they have attached to it what's called a bomb, which is basically the, the, the bill of materials that says, here are the components that I need in this particular uh, chip. Okay. And in comes the RFP that says, give me a proposal, give me a quote on this. And what happens is that when that comes in, and again, it always comes in in a big, hairy spreadsheet, okay? It gets split up across 10 different business units in the yes. semiconductor organization <laughs> to say, I need a price on this. I need a price on this component. I need a price on this assembly. And can't, do we have a line that can actually produce this number of chips and meet the demand of the customer by this particular date? And so you have all of this collaboration that's going on. And they would split these spreadsheets up and send it all out, and there would somebody would be sitting there trying to aggregate all this data and then respond back to the customer that says, here's our price. And the average amount of time that it took them to respond to an RFP was 10 days. Wow. Okay. So That's it takes still, so here's someone that wants to buy your product and they're saying, okay, give me a quote um, and give it to me fast. Cause everything happens fast, right? Amazon, right? right? Okay. Everything happens fast. And it's, we'll get back to you in 10 days. We automated this entire RFP, RFQ system for them. It took us six weeks to, to build this. It's been up and running now for a couple of years. And we reduced the response time to two days. So wow. you go from 10 days to two days by yeah. automating the collaboration on it. Okay. And what happened was that their sales wins went up by 35%. Wow. Because the faster you can respond to an RFP, RFQ, the higher chance you have of winning that order. Mm -hmm. On top of that, we gave them a whole bunch of historical data that's coming out of the digital ledger that says the last time this customer ordered this product, you gave them the following, you know, discount or the, and this is what your, this is what your margin was. So everyone had the data at their fingertips to make a decision and make it faster. And that's the key of collaboration in the supply chain. And if you want to continue to use Excel, which is great, keep using it, just make it better. Turn it into a digital environment so you can make those decisions faster. Yeah. Don't let it use you. Use it to its fullest capabilities. <laughs> but you just kicked up like a, a memory of mine being in logistics and being in sales in logistics and getting these RFPs <laughs> And sending it out to multiple individuals to say, hey, can you give me some pricing on this? And then I need to go back to these guys for pricing on this. And honestly, it was a complete nightmare. It was something that I had forgotten about in my past, but now you've kicked it up. And um, yeah, I can definitely feel that pain within that example that you just gave us. 
Oh yeah, it's you know it's it's a, another kind of funny story is you know we before the COVID we used to do a lot of uh, conferences where we'd go to you know a, a dozen supply chain conferences a year, and you know you're always standing there trying to get somebody to come into your booth to talk to you, and so we would literally put up a, a, a you know a a a banner around our neck that says, do you use Excel? Or as people would walk by, we'd say, do you use Excel? And, you know, the person would turn around and go, are you crazy? Everyone uses Excel. And then we get them into a conversation, right? So it is, it's the most fascinating thing we think in the supply chain is the continued use of Excel and the difficulty of moving a lot of those um, Excel applications, of which there's hundreds, sometimes thousands in an enterprise, and move them into a digital world. And, and that's really our complete mission, Sarah. That's what we're all about. Absolutely. And I can see why we could go on for hours. But my last question to you is, what can we expect from Boardwalk Tech for the future? What does that look like for you? Yeah, well, you know, we're continuing one foot in front of the other. I think you're going to see a real push from us with regard to unstructured data. So just like we manage data in a spreadsheet at the what we call the atomic unit level in a digital ledger, right? So each cell of a spreadsheet has a unique identifier in our database. We're doing the same thing now for documents. So think about getting in a purchase order or an invoice and you're trying to decipher that and you might want to need to share that and say, is this right? Is that wrong? Um, we actually can capture that data and move it into our digital ledger and allow you to now start to collaborate not only on Excel spreadsheets, but start to collaborate on all of that uh, unstructured data that's coming in and really turn that into a digital environment, which we think is going to make a huge difference in the enterprise. So and watch out for us, Sarah, because we're, uh, you know, we're on a great path here. Yeah, and just making it easier, right? A lot of times when people see that word digitization, it becomes overwhelming considering everything else that they're tackling in supply chain right now. But I am really excited to see what what's to come for you. I just love the deep industry knowledge that Boardwalk Tech is bringing, you know, that truly enables you to develop solutions that meet a real meet a real need now, not in the future. You're right. bringing in that understanding of how businesses interact with data and processes like Excel, and then you're innovating creatively to deliver forward-thinking solutions with just the right balance. I really think you're you know, quite unique in the market. So if you want to find out more, you can check out Boardwalk Tech at boardwalktech.com. A massive thanks to Andy for joining me today and to the team at Boardwalk Tech for making this episode happen. Really love being with you, Sarah, and thanks for having me on Let's Talk Supply Chain. The Blended Pledge is a nonprofit arm expanded from the Blended Podcast, which has brought a global community together. With authentic conversations, sharing their stories about diversity and inclusion, creating more acceptance across industries. We are taking steps to create visible impact of diverse voices by bringing the Blended Pledge to industry stages and providing scholarships to all diverse voices in the community to have a seat on in-person and digital stages, and in the audiences as well. We are also highlighting brand awareness of minority-owned businesses through access to digital media content. Our scholarship program aims to cover based on an application process 
event tickets, travel expenses, or features in digital content, enabling a visible impact and recognition of our donors and sponsors. We aim to partner with event organizers, mentors, corporate sponsors, media outlets in 2022 and beyond, inviting diverse voices to be seen and heard in industries across the globe throughout the year. If you would like to support the Blended Pledge, go and donate on GoFundMe, or if you'd like to be a corporate sponsor, please email us at listener at letstalksupplychain.com. You can also follow hashtag Blended Pledge on LinkedIn and our Blended LinkedIn page. If you would like to hear more, we have plenty more podcasts for you featuring the best and brightest in the industry. Head over to letstalksupplychain.com forward slash podcast to check out the latest. And remember, if you have a challenge that you are facing in supply chain, we have most likely had the solution on our show. So use the search bar on letstalksupplychain.com, put in the challenge that you're having or maybe the solution that you're looking for and all of the content based on that particular challenge or solution will come up for you. And you can listen to the episode and really see if that solution is something that you're looking for before you even pick up the phone. And remember to come back next week where I'll be joined by Melina from Flock Freight. And we're going to be talking all about shared truckloads. Plus, they are certified B Corp and they have a huge focus on sustainability and they have some incredible numbers when it comes to cutting down emissions for their customers. So you're not going to want to miss that one. And if you enjoy our podcast, there's a few ways to support the show. You can follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. You can subscribe to our newsletter over at letstalksupplychain.com. And you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, Let's Talk Supply Chain. We also, you can find some really cool merch and purchase our exclusive supply chain dictionary in our shop at letstalksupplychain.com forward slash shop. And remember, if you want to be featured on an upcoming episode, make sure to participate in our polls once a week. And you can rate and review us over on Apple Podcasts and we will feature you as well. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening. And remember, ship happens.